I want to teach you the exact steps that I've personally taken and have now taught hundreds of therapists to take to generate new leads online week after week to fill the empty slots on your calendar. Coming soon, it's the Digital Marketing Made Simple course for therapists. It's time for you to get control of your digital marketing and become the business owner you always imagined. If you're interested in the course, just go to thejohnclark.com forward slash simple to put your name on the list. Again, that's thejohnclark.com forward slash simple. Also want to tell you that today's episode is sponsored in part by Practice Solutions. Practice Solutions is an all-in-one billing company for all of your billing needs. Having a reliable biller on your side not only saves you time, money, but perhaps most importantly, stress. Um, This is one of those things that can be a real headache for therapists or you can get the help you need with it and do it um, with a team that you can trust. So if you're interested in working with Practice Solutions, just go to practicesoul.com forward slash John. That's practicesoul, S-O-L dot com forward slash John to apply. All right, let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the show, guys. In this episode, I'm sitting down with our very own Matt Headland. Matt was the first uh, uh, Google Ads specialist at Unconditional Media when I originally started that company. And I can't believe I haven't had him on until now. So in this episode, we're going to talk all about Google Ads basics and uh, some things that you can do to make sure you're getting the most out of the platform. It's a really fun conversation. And without further ado, here's Matt Headland. Matt Headland, welcome to the show. I was just saying how ironic it is that you're you're the OG of unconditional media, and I've never even had you on. I've never had anyone on to talk about AdWords, and here you are. Here I am. <laughs> here you are. Right here. <laughs> I don't know what took me so long, or what took you so long to show up and be on the show <laughs> and represent the team, but um, we you know we can work that out later. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Welcome to the show, man. Um, so for those of you who don't know, and here comes my cat already making a scene. Everyone on the podcast knows about my cat, Elliot. They know about a few of my animals. They make an appearance pretty much every episode. We're getting it out of the way. Um, Good. Matt, you were the first. You were really the impetus for, um, for Unconditional Media. I think I've told you that. I think it's, you also tried yeah. to argue me on that, but that's just... That's fact. I don't know what past me was thinking, but I <laughs> I definitely agree with you. Um, that uh, yeah, that conversation in rural Tennessee really did it. I think it was that's good. It. That's I think that's where all digital marketing teams are born. It just makes sense. Rural Appalachia. So we were sitting down, and my my recollection is we were sitting down. We we're working at Appalachia Service Project, and I asked you. What's we were talking about digital marketing? You had studied digital marketing, and I asked you, "What's the thing you do? Kind of, what's the thing that most fires you up?" And you said AdWords, and I was shocked yeah. because I was like, <laughs> I had been starting to spend all this time teaching therapists how to do it themselves. It wasn't going especially well. <laughs> most therapists were having still having a hard time with it, didn't want to have anything to do with it, and you were like, "Yeah, I love that stuff," and I was like, "Oh, 
Hmm. And the rest is history. Yeah, yeah not a common interest, but um, <laughs> it's a useful one, especially for for therapists. So, well, we st- and we started doing it um, through private practice workshop that through when when that was um, through that brand, and then in a, a very different model than where we're at now, right? So the first model was right more like a done with you model. Maybe you can say a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Say a little bit about like just your experience with it and, and maybe even just introduce AdWords at a very basic level. Again, the, the irony is yeah. I haven't really gone into any depth at all about AdWords, even though I mentioned it a lot as part of a, as an overall strategy um, for, for therapists. Yeah. So Google AdWords, well now just called Google ads, which is wild and the whole thing in <laughs> itself. Um, but we won't delve into the weeds of that, but um, AdWords is pretty much a, a way for you to, get your business discovered online um, in a really effective way to the right people um, in the right place at the right time. Um, and you do that by bidding on keywords um, and writing ad copy that is relevant to those keywords and all of those things being relevant um, to your services. But the real kicker there is, is making sure that all of those relevancies are aligning with your website um, and that that's the real driving force. So the way that I have described it to clients and with that first client um, that you were talking about, John, is that um, your website is a car that's driving your business. Um, And there are a number of things that make that car move. um, And one of those things is the gas and and, um, that fuel can really be AdWords. That's the, what's going to make it go and get people to your website. So that is a, a metaphor that has many holes, but um, <laughs> it is one that I've used for um, a long time now. And so, we, yeah, we started out by um, having a client who was interested in AdWords and kind of taking it on herself. Um, and I had a, a curriculum developed that I'd used at actually another job, um, Conveyor Belt AdWords, very different than um, therapy AdWords, but I was able to adapt it to uh, a new context um, and help her learn about AdWords um, to the point where she felt comfortable uh, approaching it herself. And so we've kind of developed um, a model where we, we take it on for therapists um, and help them understand what's going on, um, but make sure uh, we're taking care of that, taking that off of their plate. Yeah. And so it's been really fun. Um, Therapists are a really great group of people to work with. So those of you listening know that I like your kind. <laughs> um, yeah, it really does. It's, it's, it's yeah. kind of like, um, y- you know, creating a bit of a, a, creating a dashboard for the therapists that we work with so they can, they can see the important parts of how their ads are performing. Right. Rather than being, right. being the mechanic under the hood doing that. Now, of course there's, plenty mm-hmm. of therapists who, who do their own AdWords entirely. Um, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. So, and, and so in, in, in trying to just understand the platform, right? So when a user goes to Google and types in Chicago psychologists, um, talk about what happens um, behind the scenes. And yeah. uh, given that AdWords is this, this bidding war, essentially, how does that bidding take place? And what are the factors that, that go into winning those bids? Right. So you're sitting in front of your computer, you're in Chicago, you type in 
man, I really I just am feeling anxious today. You type in anxiety therapist near me, something to that effect. Um, in that, you know, half of a second, um, there are in Chicago in particular and a number of other places around the country, um, there are 20 plus, 30 plus um, therapy practices that are bidding on that particular keyword. And so once that happens, Google runs this um, whole gambit of, of uh, factors that they are checking. So they're seeing, okay, how much did therapist A um, tell us they're willing to pay for someone to click this ad? Um, and so that's one of the factors. And yeah, then they're so also bu- saying, budget. okay, right, yeah. so budget. Another factor is, okay, um, what does this ad copy that this person wrote, that therapist A wrote, um, is it relevant to what this person just typed into Google and where this person is? So if that ad says anxiety therapy near me or anxiety therapy Chicago, um, that's going to be super relevant to what that person's looking for in that specific moment. Um, so the ad relevancy, that's kind of that factor. And another part that they're going to be looking for um, is, is this person running these ads in this particular location? Um, making sure that that person, uh, that therapist has said, okay, I want my ads to show for people who are in this location. Um, so the user's location um, paired with where the uh, ad provider is um, bidding upon. Sure. So yeah, so location. Um, and then another huge factor is the landing page experience. So that is um, when this person gets to uh, the website that this ad's taking them to, are they going to have a good experience? So they're looking at the amount of, or the relevancy of those keywords, so anxiety therapy, um, does that appear on this landing page? And um, does it peer, appear often enough to tell us that it's relevant? And that's not to say that all that that landing page should say is anxiety therapy 10,000 <laughs> times. Because um, Google will, fl- will flag you and say, hey, this, this doesn't seem quite right. I think you're cheating. Um, so you don't want it to be like that. You want it to be an uh, authentic content that's really uh, relevant to that. And it's going to have um, just a solid landing page experience. It's going to load quickly. Um, images are going to be um, formatted in a way that they're going to load quickly. Maybe there's a video on it that uh, is rich with um, content that's related to anxiety therapy. So that is that is huge to you. Um, and for me, that's the biggest uh, part of AdWords that really um, factors in if you're going to succeed using the platform or not. There, I'm already overwhelmed personally. And I, yeah. I run a, a marketing company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always tell therapists, I've been, I've been studying this stuff almost as long as I've been a therapist and I'm, and it's still, it still um, has the tendency to, to overwhelm me or just to be like, wow, there's a lot of factors at play. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I used to run my own AdWords and used to, to, to get in there and make sure I was doing all these things and, um, and learn the platform and even track changes in the platform, which seemed to happen like every other week nowadays. Um, but it's, like the the takeaway here is that there's a lot of factors. It's not simply enough to just set up an ad, run it. Often therapists run it to their homepage and then get mad when AdWords doesn't work. 
right? Yeah, or, there's or so much going on. That you're going to get yeah. clients just because you set an ad up or more often uh, using it, use AdWords Express, throw some money at it, and then you're frustrated that you don't see more clients. Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about that too, John. Mm -hmm. um, AdWords Express. So um, if you as a therapist are sitting there and you decide, because you're listening to this podcast, you're like, wow, I should probably get AdWords. Um, when you when you go to set that up for yourself, Google is going to tell you, well, hey, you can do um, this quick and easy version called AdWords Express, or you can do this hard, complex version that's a little bit more time and intensive called just Google AdWords. Yeah. And so that um, AdWords Express platform, um, pretty much all you do in that is tell Google, these are the keywords that I am interested in. Here's where I'm looking to run my ads. Here is um, a really brief uh, ad that I'm going to write. And it has very little direction um, and then very little control. So uh, the richness of Google AdWords is what can really make it a, a valuable asset for your business. Yeah. Um, being able to control those factors of who's going to see it, um, when, um, and making sure that all of those things reflect um, who your business is as well. So Express is just a lot of, uh, it's a lot less powerful um, and a lot less complex. So um, I've definitely talked with a lot of therapists who have used Express and said, I have used AdWords Express. I don't really trust that AdWords is going to work for my business. And then they're floored by what actual AdWords can do for right. them. So it's, it's a yeah. limited version so that you don't get overwhelmed, but it warms you up mm -hmm. to the idea of spending money with Google in hopes that um, you'll continue using the platform or graduate to the full platform. Um, it, you know, it's similar with Facebook ads for a lot of therapists who just boost a post um, for $20 or whatever, because Facebook makes it incredibly easy for you to do that when you share a blog post on your business Facebook page. And then again, they get frustrated because they don't see results because the whole process hasn't been addressed. Um, so we see that happening a lot with, uh, on the Facebook ad side. Um, <clears throat> so, um, the AdWords, and, the, and they also, with AdWords Express, when you s register for your Google My Business listing, they'll send you $150 or whatever for free on AdWords Express um, or direct you to AdWords Express to get you to spend some of that money. So it's a great, I would just say, it's a great way to waste some some money and then get really mm -hmm. frustrated and count the platform out uh, overall, like right off the bat. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So you've, um, so kind of the main areas just to review that that go into factors of success really for AdWords are budget, um, ad copy and, and, and ad relevancy, location, and landing page experience. Yeah, so those are all really key factors um, that are going to create a quality score for your ads. Um, and so um, Google actually has some really great content on their support site that tells you and goes way more in depth on all of the factors that make up their quality score. Mm -hmm. um, so you should check those out um, if you're interested. Cool. Uh, Same because you don't quite have time to. And, and, what, and just what that is. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a rating out of 10 for your ads and all of those factors. And so that is um, a, a huge factor and the main driver to how Google's going to position your ads. Right. So um, in a search result, there are gonna be 
uh, there are four ad positions at the top. So when you Google search things like trips in Mexico, you're going to see all of these things that show up and there's going to be four of them. Um, and so you want to be as close to the top as you can be. So that 1.0 is what you want. Um, some would argue that the second spot is more valuable, kind of depends on who you ask. Um, but all of those things are going to make sure that your ads show higher up. Right. Yeah. But score out of 10. Basically, like it's like there's a ranking system um, within AdWords, right? There, it's almost like mm-hmm. an SEO within AdWords, so to speak, a ranking system um, with within within that. There's and the same can be said for the Google My Business view. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that um, that system as well, especially when you look at these more densely populated areas like like Chicago or New York City. There's a lot more factors that go into um, which listings show up first. Um, and you can run AdWords in that view as well, right? So, um, or I should say Google Ads in, in that view. And you can run ads in other places other than your right. uh, so, uh, search. Right? Yeah. yeah, so there are search ads. Um, and then Google has this network of search partners. So um, those are places your ads can show that utilize Google search or... Um, are yeah, utilizing the function of Google but calling it something else. Um, and then there is the display network, which is um, you know millions of websites that um, are going to have little places throughout the website that um, are able to serve ads. And so your ads in the display network are best served in places that are highly relevant to those ads again. And so those have a much broader um, reach so of impressions. So more people are going to see those ads, um, but they don't have as high of what's called a click-through rate. Um, so that's kind of the relationship between um, impressions and then the number of times your ads are actually clicked. Um, but it is much cheaper than the traditional um, search network. Would you say that... Um for therapists, the search network is the main place they should be focusing with their ads? I would say no, um, and here's why. Um, when someone is addressing the search bar and looking um, specifically at you know a service like Anxiety Therapy, I keep talking about that because we do a lot of that and see a lot of that, but um, that person is looking for what you're selling pretty much. Um, and so the display network is very valuable for um, more salient types of services or products like sneakers or purses or what have you. Um, And so those spaces are usually taken up by products like that. Um, But for a therapist, it's just not as um, salient of a service that people are thinking of when they're reading an article on um, a website or a news article of some sort. Sure, it's not what they're thinking, and and you know that someone is looking for what you're selling uh, when they address the search bar. Yeah, yeah. that's probably the biggest, um, uh, just kind of the most potential um, that we have around uh, around AdWords is getting in front of these people that are looking for a specific service and then showing them we offer the specific service um, and mm-hmm. we we can get you started. You know. <laughs> through this process. Google's trying to create a good experience for their customer, right? For the, the mm-hmm. person doing the searching. So if you if you 
um, if someone is searching for anxiety therapy and you create an anxiety therapy ad, but run it to your PTSD page, right. Or something like that. Google's not providing a good customer experience for that person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they want to make sure, um, you know, they're providing a service that is going to be valuable for users too. So it uh, doesn't make any sense for Google to take that person to a page that's not related to what um, that person just searched. So that's why you want to make sure when you're running your Google ads that um, those keywords are relevant to where someone's going. Out of the factors that you listed, um, and in your experience, you've, you've worked with a lot of therapists at this point since, um, since we started and grew the team. For the therapists that work with you who maybe have run their ads, where do you see them um, kind of falling short the most? Or if you, if you get in or try to diagnose problems with, with ads that therapists bring to you, what do you most often see as kind of the, the missed opportunities? I, I usually am, am pointed towards the landing page experience that that person's going to have, um, that that um, person who's just searched is going to have. Um, and having those ads go to pages that are not relevant, like we were just talking about. So um, that, for me, is always um, what I point to and making sure that when you are planning to run ads that you have service pages um, for everything that you're offering because that's going to give you the most... Uh, value for what you're going to pay. Um, you want to make sure that those service pages are well laid out, have clear call to actions on them, so people can get in touch with you. Um, and that's another huge factor. As um, you know, once that person gets to your website, what do they do? And you want to make sure that that is really, really clear yeah. and um, easy, easy to do. So that I would say is my usual um, biggest critique. Yeah. for someone who's run their own ads um, or who is kind of doing the more do-it-yourself um, situation. When you can have you can have uh, someone with ads that are performing well technically um, and have a good click-through rate or getting people to those pages, um, but people are getting to those pages and um, the copy is weak or the website's hard to, the page is hard to navigate, the message is unclear, they overwhelm the, the, um, the potential client and then the client doesn't know where to click. They don't know how to get started, right? So they just leave. So that's, that's you know, um, that that can happen and it can still, you know, leave therapists really frustrated. Exactly. And that experience too um, is a factor that Google takes into account. Um, yeah. How quickly is that person going to leave your website? Um, they want to know that because they want to make sure that um, that's part of that landing page experience factor. So if someone gets to your website and leaves within half a second because the page isn't loading because um, you've got a bulky video or an image that is poorly formatted, um, that's that info is going to get right back to Google. And kind of creepy, Google will huh? say, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Google is going to say, well, um, that person didn't get what they were looking for at this website. Um, right. So we probably shouldn't send people here yeah. until until further notice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing the um the the analytics uh what the analytics can tell you. And I I think the other thing that therapists often um don't see is that uh, especially when you're just starting out with AdWords, whether you're doing it yourself or working with a team like ours, that um there is first of all there's a process of kind of dialing things in, um pruning your 
keyword a negative keyword list, testing different ad copy um, to figure out what's going to perform well. And AdWords can be a good tool to help diagnose issues or diagnose how well your pages are working, right? So if you're running ads to a page and we know the ads are working well, we're getting people to that page, but they're leaving. Um, well, rather than be frustrated and go, well, AdWords doesn't work. Let's look at, you know, using that information, being kind of scientific about it and doing things like improving the copy or adding a button or making sure all the buttons work and then running the ads again or continuing to run the ads and kind of doing pre and post tests there and, and use AdWords as a tool um, to, 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 to diagnose issues. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think it's very easy to uh, get angry and quit. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, a very, very easy thing to do. Um, but if you know that um, the service that you're paying for is um, doing what it says it does and then um, you're not getting value from it, it's, it's um, going to be more valuable for you in the long run to um, think holistically, hey, what's going on here? Why am I not seeing results from AdWords? It's, yeah. it's got to be. And if um, the team you're working with uh, lets you know that, definitely be receptive to that because yeah. they want you to succeed. Um, and you kind of created hopefully. that process. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, you kind of created that process um, uh, for our company, right? And created the landing page guide that we give every client, and then created this um, our kind of intake process. Um, right. Maybe say more about that, or how like how you came to that realization that we needed that kind of intake process. Yeah, we were we were seeing um, or in our early days that uh, we were getting a lot of people who were really interested in AdWords because, of course, you know, they want to get more clients and it's a great way to do that. But, um, you know, if we go back to that car metaphor, if your car can't, if, if your car is in neutral and you got to shove it everywhere, um, <laughs> the no gas wheels. won't work. It doesn't, doesn't matter how much gas you put in it. Um, if it's uh, on bricks in your yard, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. So um, we started to make sure that um, all of the websites we um, we're going to be sending people to, we're going to provide that quality experience, and we're going to be um, related to um, what that therapist is trying to do and who that therapist is, um, and then is going to have all of the functionality that is going to lead to value for that therapist. So all of those calls to actions, um, making sure that they have pages that are rich in content that are related to the services they're offering and are individualized to those services. Um, and that those services align with what their goal is for gaining new clients in. So we started doing that. Um, I'd take, you know, 15, 20 minutes to um, look over a website. I'd get on the computer and um, do a screen share with our therapists and talk them through any changes we'd like to see on their website before we'd start ads and then get some more information about what um, services they're looking to advertise for. And so it just didn't make sense for our team to um, do all of this legwork and to provide something to someone who just isn't quite ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was um, a really big change for our business um, and just kind of showed um, to therapists, hey, we are um, we don't want to sell you something that's not going to do something for you. Yeah. So um, totally. I think that was... Um, huge for us and it just meant I got to talk to a lot of cool people too so it was <laughs> really great love. yeah love doing that <laughs> yeah I remember the day that you and I talked and we were talking about just 
you know, how the company's grown and, and how our process has evolved and asking you kind of what you like. And you're like, oh, I love talking to therapists like all day, all day, every day. Like <laughs> I met this cool person. And then last week I met this other cool person and they know this other therapist in New York or wherever. So yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's been fun to, to see things evolve. The other thing that I feel like is worth mentioning is let's say we're doing all of these things, right. Um, that we've listed we're, we're we're nailing all these factors, including the landing page experience that people are picking up the phone and calling or filling out the contact form. Guess what? You've got to pick up the phone, <laughs> you know, or you've got to have someone picking up the phone or responding to that email, right. or whatever it is. Right. So that's the other thing when it comes to um, dialing in. Uh, paid advertising is that we can deliver these people right to your front doorstep. We mm -hmm. can help you get them inside of the house. Um, but ultimately you've also got to do that final conversion and making them um, a, a paying client. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that is really where it comes down to you, you as a therapist um, having an organized way of doing that, yeah, whether that is um, right. Whether that's using, a system um, like Calendly or um, something for people to book a time with you to talk. That is what I find is going to be the most effective. Um, that person picking a time to speak with you um, and you having some time set aside throughout your week to do those um, lead intakes and to um, be able to show, hey, this is the service that I'm going to provide you yeah, totally. um, and making sure that that really aligns with the needs of that client. Um, yeah. Because it's it's one thing to get someone in your door, but you want to make sure that um, the need that they have matches what you're going to provide. Totally. And so offering um, something like a 15 minute um, consult that's going to be over the phone or over a video chat is going to be just huge for, for you and your business because it gives you that chance to get that FaceTime to um, make that prospect into a client in those 15 minutes or um, help that person realize, hey, this isn't quite the person I need. And that's right. okay. Like right. you wanna make sure you're gonna have a client that's gonna come to you and then come back. Sure. So, sure. Um, and if they do that, you're gonna pay for the cost of getting that person in no time at all. Yeah, tenfold. So, you, you, yeah. um, you had some questions we were chatting out, but chatting about before the show that, uh, that I think will be really useful for therapists to think about. I'd love to hear uh, those questions. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of ask each and then we can just kind of chat about them real quick. So, um, these are what I think a, every therapist should really ask themselves, um, as they're starting in their digital marketing journey. Um, so first of all, what does my website say about my practice? So Think about it as someone who has just addressed the search bar and has found your website. What is this website saying about you and your practice? Yeah, so what services are you offering? Um, and first of all, those things need to be really clear. It needs to be clear what you're specializing in, um, the sorts of clients that um, are your bread and butter clients, um, and the personality that you are putting out there in the world too. Yeah. Um, you want to make sure that you're just communicating who you are um, and the types of clients that you want will, will be receptive to that. So 
That's great. Yeah. Making sure that everything's on brand, right? From your mm -hmm. logo to the colors that you or hopefully your designer has chosen, stock images, images of you and your team. There's so much that goes into the expression, the visual expression of your brand. Um, better yet, your brand messaging and looking at uh, the words you use to describe who you are and what you do, which is another um, kind of head scratcher for a lot of therapists. So yeah, this is great. So thinking about what does my website say about me and my practice? That's great. Right. Yeah. And so not only is your website communicating something about you, it's also serving a function for your business. It is a huge, huge functional part of your business. Yeah. So um, my next question is, once someone gets to my website, how do they get in touch with me? So you should definitely be asking yourself that um, and how do you want that to happen? Maybe you're not comfortable um, responding to someone digitally, and so you are providing um, your phone number. Make that really prominent um, and make it clear that that's what you want that person to right. do. Um, and if you do want it to be some sort of digital intake, which I personally recommend, um, then um, make that very, very easy. You want it to be easy for someone to get in touch with you. You don't want them to be hunting on your website for totally. a contact us form, and you don't want them to be hunting for your phone number. Well, there's a, uh, man, this is a huge one because there's a lot of therapists that well intending, they offer five options for getting in touch and they end up just completely overwhelming people. Or I'll see people in, in, in the, the hero image or in the menu or the banner up top, they'll have their full address, their phone mm -hmm. number, an alternate cell phone number, a fax number, and then a button that goes to another page which has a form and all that information all over again. And if you can really distill your process into um, what's the most um, you know, efficient and important way that you want clients to get in touch. Um, and just offering that just a big fat get started now button converts so much better than all this, you know, all these uh, numbers and digits that people have to sift through on a site. So I think this one is absolutely huge. And a lot of therapists tend to overdo it because they, they like don't want people to miss their info or they think, well, if I put my address on the site, everywhere they'll have better seo or whatever so um this is right. great so yeah be, be abundantly clear yeah. about what you want people to do next um and i would agree i, I think offering when they when clients start their search process for a therapist they want it to be over as soon as possible so if you can offer something where either if they're picking up the phone and you or someone can answer that phone live great they want to they want to put this out of their mind so they can get back to their day right whether they're at work or at home or picking up the kids um, this is a chore for them that they want to start and finish in the same same sitting, most likely. Um, so if it's phone, be there to answer the phone live or have someone that can. Or if it's digital, have a link. Like you said, a Calendly link. Or if you use Simple Practice, there's a feature there where they can schedule that 20-minute call right away. And then, and then I'm done with that chore. I know I have my free consult you know, with this therapist tomorrow morning at Tuesday, uh, you know, tomorrow morning at, at 10 or whatever. And that's, um, and, and they can move on and let that task go. So that's, that's awesome. What's the uh, next one? Yeah. So circling back up to that one, just real quick, John, I've got another, um, really just a good morsel for y'all to, um, to take in, um, make sure that you know where that person came from and how they came to find you. And that's a great thing to wrap up into that call to action in that um, contact form or in that initial phone call. Mm -hmm. Just a quick, hey, how'd you come across my website? Um, and that provides you with, and just make sure you are have a process for taking that in and making sense of it. Because that's gonna tell you where 
um, which of my dollars um, got this person to me, whether that's AdWords, whether that is um, a Facebook ad, whether that's organic search, or if that's a referral from one of your existing clients. Um, That is just a great way for you to track um, where your revenue is going to come from. And, And what if the client just simply says Google? And you're wondering, did it come? From, did they come from an ad? Did they come from um, the map list? My map, Google my business listing. Did they come from, or my organic search results? That's a really tough one. You can try to delve into it a little bit more with them. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you have a, a take on that, John? The only one would be, I would say, is is conversion tracking, which. Yeah, we'll probably do a whole episode on for sure <laughs> and how finicky yeah. it can be. Um, but yeah, maybe you can just say a little bit about conversion tracking, and we'll backtrack a little bit to to how it um, how it looks with AdWords, and then also any caveats to setting it up. Right. Yeah. So a little bit of a, a tangent here, but yeah, <laughs> conversion tracking is a way for you to plug code into your website in the back end of it that won't show up or anything. But once um, and into that call to action on your website as well, so that um, once someone clicks that call to action and has come from a digital ad, then once they've reached that thank you page after they've filled out that form, um, then Google would count that as a conversion. So the struggle with that is there could be a number of clicks in between those those actions. So that journey um, to conversion can be only five minutes, but can be a huge series of clicks um, and backs and forths that can confuse conversion tracking um, and can make you angry. So (laughs) it is uh, still um, not a perfect science there. Yeah, Yeah, it can can be finicky, and and in our experience, um, yeah, it can be finicky, it can break easily, it can not work. Um, So it just depends, but um, but you do want to, to have a really good handle on where your referrals are coming from as much as possible and know, know how people are entering, entering your site. Um, that's, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, so my next question um, that you should be asking yourself is, um, how do I get people here and how do I know they're the right people? And so this is where you're thinking about these digital marketing things or these other forms of um, traditional marketing that you might want to do or um, just all of these ways that you can get someone to your website. And so just to name a few, Google AdWords, um, organic search, making sure your website is um, laid out in a way and has enough keywords in it that for a term, a search term like anxiety therapy, your website um, will show up even if someone outbids you um, and will show up below those paid spots. Um, or psychology today, mm-hmm. making sure that that is up to date and an attractive profile. And then another huge one um, that I think our UM team is really pushing is making sure your Google My Business account um, so, is as up to date as your website, is attractive, has pictures of what your building looks like outside and in, um, and even has pictures of you, um, your team, and is has hours in it. Um, just a quick anecdote, I recently was looking for a dentist, okay? (laughs) And what a process that was. But um, the way I picked my dentist is based on the Google My My Business account and the pictures that they had up. I chose a dentist that was in a really cool old rickety house here in Johnson City. 
um, and didn't choose one that was in a weird strip mall. So <laughs> yeah. um, it Gave can be that, yeah, where little things like going. that. Yeah, gonna, totally. Right, exactly. I was like, this is the, I know what kind of experience I'm going to have when I go into this dentist office. Um, and I know uh, more about it because of this business listing. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Another feature that um, Google rolled out not that long ago was the ability to make a post on your Google My Business listing. I don't know if you've seen that, um, but it's effectively like creating a Facebook post. You can basically promote something, whether it's a recent blog post or um, almost like an Instagram post with an image, some text, and then a call to action. Uh, and the post expires about every two weeks or so. So my my philosophy is if Google's you know, if Google offers a blank, you want to fill it in, <laughs> you know, if Google rolls out a feature, yeah. same thing. Like when Facebook rolled out Facebook lives, guess what? I'm using Facebook lives <laughs> because they want to, they roll, they're rolling out features. They want to see you using them. So mm-hmm. um, the, creating a post feature is an easy one. It takes two seconds to do. And it's just another way to make that listing even more attractive. Right. And even making sure that um, clients that you have that are, fantastic clients of yours and are big advocates of you, um, don't be afraid to ask them to review you on Google. Um, we, we, it's unfortunately, a, we can't. It's illegal. Oh, man. That's illegal? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Okay. We'll cut the, that out. Cut the, that part out. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, and, and listen, it's yeah. one of the, we're one of the few businesses where we can't do that. But what right. we can do is ask, um, is, is ask trusted colleagues for reviews which is something I'm a proponent for. Okay. Some therapists have, have issues with that. Um, but yeah, because of kind of power dynamics, we can't ask therapists or, or clients to leave us a review um, because that makes in, so much sense. Yeah. They're in a vulnerable <laughs> position of, you know, working through some diff- the most difficult things with us. And uh, yeah. so we have that and it, and it does make it harder though for us to really right. um, get reviews on Yelp on Google, my business um, testimonials for your website, et cetera. Whereas other industries like dentistry could easily ask you for a review. Um, right. So, but we do need to get them somewhere because Google doesn't necessarily care that we can't ask our clients for reviews. They still rank, um, they still rank businesses on your Google, my business uh, view based on factors, including reviews. So we have to get them one way or another. Um, and if clients leave them organically and their five-star reviews, then that, that plays to our favor, which, which clients are starting to do more and more often now, especially if they did find you through your, your Google, my business listing. So it, it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right. So just making sure you're, you're advertising for yourself, um, in ways that are going to make sense and that you're doing so really effectively, um, Again, it's how does this how is this going to reflect on my business? Um, if it's half filled out and yeah. has a you know blank profile image, you know that person it, it makes you seem less trustworthy. Yeah. Um, yep. it, it doesn't um, improve the likelihood that someone's going to come and want to be interested in your business. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. Awesome. What's the my last one? My last one is um, how much is what I'm selling worth? Uh, and this is really. What I, I really think um, is, a, is a very hard thing for therapists to totally. um, think about. So how much am I willing to spend on Google Ads? Yeah. How much am I willing to put into my website? And this is something, I mean, you do all the time, John, is um, helping therapists understand this. So, Yeah, yeah figuring out what uh, what ROI really looks like. Um, letting that be the driver of the decisions that you make, right? So if you spend 
a thousand dollars on your website um you need to make a thousand dollars back to pay it off the reality is you know i think as therapists we tend to stereotypically underspend on things that are really important um i i have been known to advocate for and for myself to spend quite a bit on things like a logo um, i will spend a lot of money on a logo and a lot of money on a website um, because it, it always pays itself off, especially because the bar is is relatively low for our industry. We see a lot mm -hmm. of bad websites out there, unfortunately, and, and in the work we do through UM, um, we see a lot of examples of bad websites. And in fact, we turn a lot of those away because it's mm -hmm. just not going to work. It's just not going to convert well. You know what I mean? There's websites that haven't been updated in 10 or 15 years. And um, if we're being asked to send more traffic to that site, sure, we can do it. Um, but it doesn't mean people are going to take any action. It, actually, it might exactly. reflect worse on you. So having having a nice, well-functioning website, having a clear brand, working with a professional to at least get things set up for you um, to make that impression is so critical, especially when you get into uh, really upping your Google game and getting this site in front of more people. It's it you've we've got to just we've got to focus on this part and. Um, yeah, and fees, you know, is always part of the equation too. Is I, I, I tell a lot of therapists this: you have to believe in what you're selling. You have to believe in the product, mm -hmm. right? You have to believe it adds value, and you have to be pretty darn confident of what that value is um, once you get people on the phone. Or else, again, we can do this whole thing. You can have a great website with great traffic, great conversions, people getting on the phone, and then you're afraid to state your fee, or you're not sure you know, if you're kind of worth it or worth your fee. Um, and then people might not convert. So we have to address the whole process and it does start with the product that we're selling. So I love that. That's a great one. Yeah, you're so right. You really have to believe in what you're selling and um, understand that, you know, what you're doing is so important to people, um, changes their quality of life. Yeah. Um, and I know for me, therapy changed how I lived and mm -hmm. it was a very, very important um, thing for me in my teenage years. And mm -hmm. um, how did I find out that, you know, through Psychology Today, a well-written post? Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So making sure that you, yeah, you believe in what you're doing because it does make a difference. Um, and doing that well and doing everything well, I think, is so, so important. But, yeah, those are my real um, questions that I think everyone who's in therapy should be asking themselves. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you, you touched on something important, which is that um, uh, with the team that, that we have built um, in helping therapists, we see what we do as a means to an end of helping therapists help more people, of helping reduce mm -hmm. human suffering through the clients that really need good help getting therapists who can provide that help in this dilemma that a lot of therapists have of, of not being trained in marketing, not knowing much about marketing, not, um, not being able to keep up with the evolving uh, trends of paid advertising and everything that goes into it. And so at the end of the day, I feel like digital marketing is really just a, a medium from which to help people. Right. And you, you exactly. really see it that way, which I've always, I've always yeah. loved that it actually, the work actually has purpose and meaning to you. It's not just like, Oh, I love poking around, you know, on Google AdWords. It's, it, it's really a lot more than that. Right. It's just a, it's a very vulnerable thing for someone to do. Um, I know I've said addressing the search bar a lot, but uh, it takes a lot for someone to be in a situation where they're like, ah, you know what? I am going I need, I'm going through something right now that I yeah. 
can't handle on my own. I need some support right now. Yep. Um, and it, it's a big move um, for that person to search for um, something like you're offering. And so totally. um, providing that you know, big vulnerability with big vulnerability on your end of saying, hey, I think I'm the person for you. Yeah. Um, come take a look at my website. Come talk to me. Um, let's meet, you know, your needs and, and my services. I think we are going to be able to come up with something that's going to make your life better. Totally. So, yeah. And um, as a therapist, you don't need to be a superhero digital marketer because you're a superhero therapist. You went to school for years and years and years. Um, and I went to school for years and years and years for digital marketing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and so did the rest of our team. Yeah. So um, there comes a time when you have to realize um, that, hey, uh, I'm going to toss this over to someone else who specializes this in this and does this every day. Totally. Um, and that's where you know unconditional media comes in. Um, so definitely, you don't that's have it. to don't have to be um, everything for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I'll just tell people where where they can get in touch with you slash, <laughs> slash the team. Um, yeah. Easiest easiest place to go, and you, you listeners already know this, is unconditional.media. That's the full web address, which still blows people's minds sometimes. Yeah, it really does, the too. .media.com.net? Um, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Also, uh, a, a hot take from me. If your website is .net, change it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Now we're getting into some real talk at the very end of the show. Get into yeah. things that make you angry. We'll have to do another <laughs> episode. Yeah, of your we'll pet do peeves. a follow-up. Internet yeah. pet peeves. All right, no .nets mm-hmm. if you're going to work with Matt. You have to work with a different specialist. Um, <laughs> um If you want to reach out to Matt, you could email Matt at unconditional.media, not to be confused with Matt Milloway, SEO guru, which is Milloway at unconditional.media, but you'll get in touch with us either way. Easiest thing to do is just go to the website, click get started now and apply to work with the team. Matt, it's been a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for doing this and I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, it's been uh, a lot of fun. Lots of fun. So (laughs) thanks for having me on, John. Sure thing. Cheers, man. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, if you're interested in the Digital Marketing Made Simple course coming to you soon, make sure to go to thejohnclark.com forward slash simple to get your name on the list. And don't forget to check out our sponsors at practicesoul.com forward slash John. That's practicesoul.com forward slash John. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time.